Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 201 of the podcast. And in this episode of the podcast, I'm talking about Celtics big man, Robert Williams, because earlier this week, the Celtics lost starting center Rob Williams, aka Time Lord, to a torn meniscus tear, which could end up causing the big man to miss four to six weeks and possibly the first round of the postseason. And immediately when the news broke, Celtics fans were devastated. The Celtics have been the hottest team in the NBA. Not only are they winning, they are dominating the competition. They beat the Warriors by 22 points, the Nets by 35, the Nuggets by 20, the Jazz by 18, and the T-Wolves by 22. All these teams are playoff teams and in some cases title contending teams. The Celtics are 14-4 post-All-Star break and Williams has been a big part in the Celtics turnaround this season. He is averaging 10 points per game, 9.6 rebounds per game, over 2 blocks per game, and is shooting 73% from the floor, mostly due to lobs and dunks. And he's no Nikola Jokic, but he does average 2 assists as well. Williams has been everything the Celtics could have asked for when they drafted him 27th overall in the draft. He's become the team's franchise center. He's gotten better each and every year. The one knock against him has been his durability or lack thereof. I mean, this year he's already played a career high 61 games. Moving forward, it's safe to say this is what you should expect from Williams. 60 to 65 games a year. He'll never be the type of guy who can play all 82. You just have to hope he can be there when it matters most. The postseason. Robert Williams overall has become a DeAndre Jordan or Clint Capella type of player. A guy who does all the dirty work on defense and cleans up offensively. He'll never be one of your best offensive players, but with Tatum and Brown, you don't need him to be. You need him to be what he is, which is a guy who is capable of winning Defensive Player of the Year. And not many teams have a player like that on their roster, and the Celtics have two with Williams and Smart. I think many people, including myself, will say that the turnaround this season has been because the Celtics have upped their defensive play in the second half of the season. In the first half, this was a team that was not a very good defensive team. Now they are the number one ranked defense in the entire NBA and that is mostly due to Rob Williams and Marcus Smart. Arguably the two best defensive players at their position. There are people out there who think the Celtics are still very good without him. I mean they have Tatum who's an MVP caliber player. They have Jalen Brown an excellent two-way player and they have what I think is the best defensive guard in all of basketball Marcus Smart. But on every Celtics championship team there is one common denominator, a stellar defensive big man going all the way back to Bill Russell. After him, you have Dave Cowens, who averaged nearly 14 rebounds per game in his entire NBA career. Robert Parrish, the unsung member of the Big Three, who's the eighth all-time rebounder in NBA history. And Kevin Garnett, who won NBA Defensive Player of the Year in 2008. Now, Robert Williams is not as good as those Hall of Famers, but he's proven himself to be the long-term answer for the team at the center position. He was spectacular last year in the postseason versus the Brooklyn Nets, getting nine blocks in one game, the second most all-time in a postseason game. And I know big men are not as important as they used to be when it comes to basketball, but still you need someone to guard Joel Embiid and Bam Adebayo. The other thing I would say to those people who think that the Celtics can win without Rob Williams is that the Celtics 
are not a great offensive team. Yes, they have Jason Tatum, one of the best offensive players in the NBA, but they are not as good offensively as they are defensively. And like I said, the turnaround the second half is because of their defense. And without Robert Williams, where does that leave you defensively? And there's also been a ton of talk about how this puts a lot of pressure on Jason Tatum, who is arguably a top five player in the NBA today. I understand all of that. But if the Celtics lose in the first round, I don't know if all of that blame does go to Jason Tatum. Like, you lose Robert Williams, he is a key part in your team. That is not an excuse as to why you lose, but it is a reason as to why you lose. Those two things can be separate. You can have a reason, and you can have an excuse. If the Celtics lose in the first round and the team uses the excuse that they didn't have Robert Williams, I'm going to be mad. But if one of the reasons they lose in the first round is because they don't have Robert Williams, I'm not going to be all that upset. I expect the Celtics to win in the first round without Robert Williams, but if they have to face the Philadelphia 76ers in the first round of the playoffs and they lose because Joel Embiid averages 45 points per game, how can I be mad at that? The Celtics do not have anyone who can guard Joel Embiid the way that Robert Williams is capable of guarding him. That's a fact, not an opinion. I know modern basketball, we're all obsessed about offense, but somebody has to play stellar defense, and that has been Robert Williams and Marcus Smart for the Celtics. So if you lose one of those players, you're not going to be as good defensively. That's a fact, not an opinion. Robert Williams is a must for the Celtics on the defensive side of things, and the biggest reason for this turnaround was the defensive side of things. Let me put it to you this way. Jason Tatum can average 40 points per game in the postseason, but if the Celtics can't guard the big men, they're not going to win in the NBA playoffs. A lot of people were not happy with Brad Stevens reacquiring big man Daniel Tice at the deadline. Now that move looks a lot better. Tice was brought in not only to be a backup, but to fill in for Williams or Horford if they went down with an injury. Tice now plays a bigger role with Grant Williams now going to the starting lineup. I think you can win a playoff round or two with this group. Horford has been solid all season long, averaging 9 points per game and 7 rebounds as well. Without Williams, the Celtics are not bad, but can you make the NBA Finals without him? Absolutely not. Robert Williams is a must for the Celtics if they are going to get to the NBA Finals. The last thing I want to do as a Celtics fan is make excuses, but this team has dealt with a lot of injuries in recent years. Isaiah Thomas, Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, all key players who missed time due to injury, and it always seems to happen as soon as you feel good about the team. You just hope that later on in his career, Williams, only 24 years old, isn't as injury prone moving forward. They have committed to him, giving him a four-year, $54 million extension. And I really do feel like the core of Tatum, Brown, Williams, and Smart are capable of winning a ring. And I'd hate for an injury to be the reason why they don't fulfill that promise. Also, the absolute worst place to be as a sports fan is making an excuse for your sports team not winning a title. I mean, Celtics fans, and I include myself in that, still look at that 2010 team and say, if we had Kendrick Perkins in Game 7 against the Lakers, we would be the one winning that title. Nobody cares. In reality, the Lakers won that ring and they won it in a fair way. Injuries happen in professional sports all the time. Key players get lost for the season all the time. You can't make excuses for your team. The team can't make excuses and neither can the fans. 
Celtics. The worst case scenario is the Celtics lose in the first round of the postseason and we all as Celtics fans, including myself, say, well, if we had Robert Williams, we would have made it all the way to the NBA Finals. You cannot make that excuse because the truth is if the Celtics were an NBA title contending team, they could survive the first round no matter who the opponent is without Robert Williams. If Williams misses the first round of the NBA postseason, they won't be without their best player, they won't be without their second best player, or arguably their third best player. Robert Williams is a big piece of this team being a title contending team, but he should not be the reason you don't get out of the first round. I also wonder how people are going to feel if the Celtics lose in the second round of the playoffs. I mean, like I said, they've been dominating post the All-Star break. How are people going to feel about this team moving forward? Are they still going to feel you should be building around Tatum and Brown? Or should they think about you need to hit the reset button and still go after a guy like Bradley Beal? I don't know how people are going to feel about the Celtics moving forward if they don't at the very least make it to the Eastern Conference Finals because that's where I think they should be. This is far and away the Celtics' best run of basketball since the big three era of KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen and I just don't know how he can watch them dominate the league and then be happy with a second round exit no matter if there's Robert Williams or no Robert Williams. You need to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals based on what I saw. You cannot peak in the regular season. The regular season does not matter. It's entertaining. It's fun to watch. You beat up on the Utah Jazz, but you have to ball out like that when it matters most, and it matters most in the NBA playoffs. At some point, you cannot just live off of the promise that you are a young and up-and-coming team. You need to show that you are one of the elite teams in all of basketball, and so far this season, the Celtics have shown that. Now they need to show that in the postseason. If they don't get further than the Brooklyn Nets and Philadelphia 76ers, I will be devastated. Those teams have been wildly inconsistent all season long. I don't care if Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, I don't even care if Ben Simmons comes back and plays for the Brooklyn Nets. The Celtics need to get further than the Brooklyn Nets and the Philadelphia 76ers. You have to go further than Kyrie Irving and you have to go further than James Harden because you have been consistently way better than both of those teams. I don't care if those teams get healthy and you don't have Robert Williams. In my mind as a Celtics fan, this is the year you need need to get to the Eastern Conference Finals or you need a major shakeup with or without Robert Williams. If you don't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, you need to rethink how you're building this team moving forward. The only team in the Eastern Conference I think should be able to beat you with or without Robert Williams is the Milwaukee Bucks because they have Giannis Antetokounmpo and you don't have anyone to guard that guy without Robert Williams. Al Horford cannot shut down Giannis Antetokounmpo but Al Horford can shut down Joel Embiid. I saw him do it in the postseason a few years ago. Yes, he's older, but the Celtics need to go further than the Sixers and Nets. The only team I would accept a loss from is the Milwaukee Bucks. The absolute worst scenario is you lose in the first round to the Chicago Bulls. Think about that. This team has been dominating the league. The worst case scenario is a first round exit at the hands of DeMar DeRozan and the Chicago Bulls. 
Bulls. Jason Tatum should take you further than the Chicago Bulls. Tatum should take you further than the Brooklyn Nets. And Tatum should take you further than the Philadelphia 76ers. Or things need to change dramatically. This is what happens when you play elite basketball. Expectations for your season change. The Celtics started off the season in a lull and now they turned it around and I need them to prove that that turnaround was legit and the only way they can do that is to make the Eastern Conference Finals. And that sounds harsh but you're still going to have Jason Tatum your best player. At the end of the day Tatum is the best player on the team and Jalen Brown is the best player on the team and how they go is how the Celtics are going to go. If those two players combine for 30 points in the postseason you're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. If they both average over 25 points per game in the postseason, you're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals with or without Robert Williams. Again, we really don't know how good Robert Williams is going to play once he gets back to playing for the Celtics. The team in the Eastern Conference who I didn't mention who the Celtics really need to get over is the Miami Heat. They seem to be the team that's in the way of things here. Listen, they beat the team in the bubble. The Celtics had a clear opportunity to make the NBA Finals. They lost and the he made it to the NBA Finals. I think real growth this season would be to beat the Miami Heat in the postseason. I would love for that matchup to happen because I think the Celtics are capable of beating this team. The Heat have a lot of players who the Celtics have problems with. Bam Adebayo, he dominated the Celtics in the bubble. Tyler Hero completely annihilated the Boston Celtics in the bubble. That was embarrassing how that all played out. The Celtics were the clear favorite going into that series and the Miami Heat walked the floor with them and they also had problems with Kyle Lowry back when he was with the Raptors. I would love for the Celtics to play the Heat in the postseason and finally prove to us all they can get over that hump of beating that team because that team has been annoying to the Celtics for quite a long time. As a Celtics fan, the team I'm least worried about is the Philadelphia 76ers. That is a team that is right for implosion. They have Joel Embiid. They have James Harden. That has not been working out as one might have hoped. I don't have any faith that that team can beat this Celtics team in the postseason with or without Robert Williams. The team I want the Boston Celtics to play in the first round is the Brooklyn Nets. I want the Celtics to beat Kyrie Irving in the postseason. I want the Celtics to get over the Nets and to get over the Miami Heat in the postseason because I think this Celtics team all year long has been better than both of those teams, especially the second half of the season. The Celtics have looked like a legitimate title contending team, and a legitimate title contending team should be able to beat Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, no matter who it is. And I hope Robert Williams gets back and is a big part of the Celtics' success this postseason, but a lot of, if not all, Celtics fans are a bit pessimistic and don't think Williams will be back at all for the Celtics. I, for one, will be super impressed if he's back in a month and making an impact. You just have this hope the Celtics can make a deep enough run to get him back. Everyone is focused on the timetable for the return of Time Lord, and rightfully so. He's one of the most athletic big men the NBA has to offer, and if the Celtics can get him back at full strength, they can make a serious run this postseason. I also think the best potential NBA Finals matchup is the Boston Celtics versus the Phoenix Suns. These have been the two best teams in the NBA the second half of the year. The Suns have Devin Booker. The Celtics have Jason Tatum. The Suns 
Suns have Chris Paul. The Celtics have Marcus Smart. Jalen Brown's on the Celtics. I mean, that's the matchup we all want to see. DeAndre Ayton versus Robert Williams. I think that matchup would be the best entertainment-wise the basketball has to offer. I think that's the matchup that I want to see. I also think that the Celtics-Warriors would be an interesting matchup because Celtics fans seem to think that because the team dominates the Warriors in the regular season, that they would easily beat them in the postseason. And I, even as a Celtics fan, don't think that's the case. I think Steph Curry would destroy the Celtics in the NBA Finals. I think it's a good look for the NBA if the best team of the second half makes the NBA Finals. You want to see a team that has made vast improvement make it all the way to the NBA Finals. I think it's a bad case for the NBA if the Brooklyn Nets, the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference, makes it all the way to the NBA Finals. That's not what you want. Even if that team has Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, whoever's on it, you want the teams that have been very good in the regular season to ball out in the postseason and make a deep run. I think it's in the best case for the NBA for the Celtics to face the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals. And I know I'm saying that as a Celtics fan. Obviously, I want that to be the case. I also think that's the best case scenario for the NBA. That series would have star power. It would have two really good teams, both offensively and defensively. For the Celtics, you hope that they just didn't peak too early and that they can hold down the fort without Robert Williams. I mean, they still have Grant Williams, who isn't a great defensive player, but has become one of the best three-point shooters on the team. And you have Al Horford, who even in his mid-30s is still a decent three-point shooter and a very good passer. Al Horford is not going to be the Al Horford of old, but maybe he can step up his game a little and at least help you get to the second round of the postseason for Robert Williams to return. I mean, not a lot of people are talking about this aspect of the injury, but the Celtics will be missing the easy buckets that Williams was able to get. Al Horford and Daniel Tice are okay offensive players, but they do not get easy buckets. Both of them rely on three-point shots, and if they're cold from free, you're not going to get a lot out of them. With Williams, you just lob him the ball and get the easy two. He doesn't have off offensive nights. I think the best way to end this podcast is by saying this. We are about to find out who the Celtics really are. Are they that team of the first half who wasn't very good and was barely a postseason team? Or are they the team we've been seeing this second half that has dominated the entire NBA having the best record post-All-Star break? I mean, this season for the Celtics has been a year of two halves. And we are about to find out which half was the real Celtics. With or without Williams, we are about to find out what the Celtics are really made out of. I think the Celtics are the most interesting team going into the postseason. Not because they are the hottest team going into the postseason, but because we are going to find out who they really are. What the future for the Celtics really looks like. If this team makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals, I'm going to feel really good about the future with Tatum, Brown, Williams, and Smart. If the team loses in the second round, I have to rethink the entire thing. They have to rethink the entire thing. They have to do something else moving forward because you can't just lose a key player and then not live up to expectations. You can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. That's insanity. This Celtics team needs to be different and the only way it can be different is to overcome this injury and make it all the way to the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. That's how I feel about this situation. Losing Robert Williams 
Williams is devastating, but it shouldn't cost you your entire season as a team. You still need to be that team we've seen in the second half, and I believe in Tatum and Brown, and hopefully my faith in that duo in this Celtics team isn't misguided. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday, so please rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs>